think it's just a distraction. Let my answer. Are you comfortable with me speaking now? Are we comfortable with me rebutting now? Yes. Okay. So she also said Israel has hypnotized the world, suggested that Jews in Israel have bought U.S. politicians all about the Benjamins, mm -hmm. implied that American Jews have divided loyalties and it's okay for people to push allegiance to a foreign country. I again say, why this obsession with Jerusalem and Israel? Why this obsession with this specific area of the country? And as you said, as you've said many times, these are dog whistle comments for for Jewish Americans. Yes, they are, we and agree. they and they hear what she's saying and. We and she has to apologize for but, that. But you, have to, admit, you have to admit, moment. Megan, that it is disingenuous of the I, Republican I, Party to go after her. This is her point when they are backing a president so, who, who is in bed with so, dictators uh, committing human rights so violations really all over the world. Traffic's in bigotry. So, traffic's in bigotry. Let's go there. At so least. just really quickly, since we're talking about about. I take this very personally. I, I, I would go so far as to say I, I probably verge on being a Zionist as well. But I will say that I don't have family that is Jewish, but Joe Lieberman and Hadassah Lieberman are my family. Yeah. And I take the hate crimes rising in this country incredibly seriously. And I think what's happening in Europe is really scary. And is I'm it, sorry it, if I'm getting emotional, you're right. but you're right. the idea that this is politicized, I'm really not, I was very nervous to talk about this on the show because I thought it would become politicized and it really shouldn't be. On both sides, it should be called out. Right. Mm -hmm. And just because I don't technically have Jewish family that are blood related to me, it doesn't mean I don't take this as seriously. And it is very dangerous. Very dangerous, and I think we all collectively as Americans on both sides, and what Ilan Homar is saying is very scary to me, and it's very scary to a lot of people, and I don't think you have to be Jewish to recognize that. You don't. That. And you I, don't I, have I just to hope instead of uh, a resolution just from the Democrats, I'm tired of the selective outrage, and I hope that we have a joint resolution outrage. perhaps from Republicans okay. and, and from the Democrats. That was, of course, Megan McCain getting emotional on The View. As she discussed Democrat, uh, Democratic Senator Ilan Omar and how her anti, allegedly anti-Semitic comments offended her. Soren, have I got you with me, mate? You do, mate. And what a way to start. Um, Are you offended? Oh, <laughs> I think offended. No, I'm triggered hard, man. I don't know. I, I feel like I am. There's a lot going on in that clip. Um, yeah, I feel like. We may need to unpack it. You and me, what do you reckon? We definitely need to unpack it. Huge pod today, as usual. Yeah. Um, everything's fantastic. <laughs> We've got a lot to discuss. Well, yes. Everything is uh, fantastic in pod world, but we'll also get onto some things that aren't so fantastic in the pod, i.e. the um, shootings in Christchurch a bit later on. Um so yeah, big pod. It's been a big week of lots going on, but we just wanted to start with a um a follow-up on the treatment of Congresswoman Ilan Omar. Um and this is a great way to start it off with such a rid what do you what do you, that is just ridiculous. How do you even describe that clip, mate? Yeah, so those that haven't seen the clip, you really need to watch it to get the full extent of um John McCain's daughter um, crying over Ilan Omar's tweets. Now, Megan McCain, she's rose to some form of prominence in the in the media, you'd have to say. She's a columnist for um, various magazines and also a panellist on The View, which is where we've taken that, that clip at the top of the, 
the top of the pod from. So she's a she's a woman with influence, let's say. Definitely massive influence. I mean, so much inf- like the view is such a staple of a lot of Americans' lives. So she yeah, she has a platform which I mean, it's hard to, should we start off by discussing, you know, whether someone like this should have a platform like that to influence people? It's a good point. Um, yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's go. It. Let's go. It. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a big one because what, what's your thoughts on it? So the fact that she's become, she got to the point where she was almost in tears over these uh, comments and she I feel like hang, I, hang on I feel like we should need to back up and give it all context and okay yeah yeah so just to um as far as what she's yabbering on about um there was some quotes made I th- believe she was originally triggered by quotes made in 2012 by Ilan Omar which were deleted that um sort of mentioned that Israel has hypnotized the world um but there's more yeah, more recent comments, I think um, what she is, what Miss McCain is referring to is the following. This is a quote from um, Congresswoman Ilan Omar. What I'm fearful of, because Rashida and I are Muslim, that a lot of our Jewish colleagues, a lot of our constituents, a lot of our allies go to thinking that everything we say about Israel to be anti-Semitic because we are Muslim. And so to me, it's something that becomes designed to end the debate because you get in the space of, Yes, I know what intolerance looks like and I'm sensitive when someone says the words that you used, Ilan, are resemblance of are resem, resemble intolerance. And I'm cautious of that and I feel pained by that. That is, from what I can um, find out, what she's been triggered by. And a Which, tweet where she said, Ilan Omar said, it's all about the Benjamin's baby. Yes. <laughs> Which is in, in reference to the influence that um, lobbies such as APAC have on on Parliament, on on Congress over there, which I'm pretty sure is... I don't know. I, I feel it's acknowledged at this stage, but... Exactly, and I'm going to try to get out my thoughts on this because it's really hard yeah. to explain why this... Um, why this uh, triggers, you know, you and me and a lot of people so much. There has been such a push and outrage towards the Muslim community since 9-11 and probably before 9-11, a basically um, almost hatred, a dislike in the West, some sort of push to sort of make the Muslim community feel like they're outsiders, not to allow them to sort of uh, move into our communities. And after 9-11, there's been sort of like a general racism towards the Muslim community, in my opinion. And for someone who is growing up in white privilege in the US um, with a father who did some horrible things uh, in politics to side with, um, you know, um, the sort of side that she made um, against Ilan Omar just incites that rage and that hatred in the American and global community towards Muslims even further which is just making people like Ilan Omar's life that much harder. Where Ilan Omar's had, we mentioned it in a previous podcast, she's had pictures of her her, um, her face next to the Twin Towers, um, branded at, um, at Republican uh, events. She's had 
a shitload. And not only as a woman in politics, but just as a Muslim woman in politics, she's she's um she's had a lot to deal with. And and people like Megan McCain are only inflaming those issues from a completely non-compassionate standpoint, in my opinion. I hope that sort of explains why this fucking disgusted me so much. Absolutely, yeah. There's um, I've, there's a great great quote from um, one of the guys at the the Majority Report who do a great um, YouTube channel, and it is this: What is it with trust fund baby children of prominent politicians that have had everything handed that handed to them, impugning the integrity and patriotism of someone who came from a refugee camp to be in Congress? That really exactly. sums it up for me. Exactly. And further on our trust fund baby comments, which uh, um, sort of roll into that, did you hear Chelsea Clinton's um, tweet towards Ilan Omar? I did. I saw, I read into that briefly, yeah. So it's people like this that really should have no voice. And we're going to get into social media and things like that when we start talking about New Zealand probably a bit more. Yep. But it's people like this that are um, that really shouldn't be speaking up um, about politics in this sort of environment. It's it's hard to explain, isn't it? It is. What I mean, why are they given this platform? What 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 qualifications has this woman got to? She's not even Jewish for one. So why why is she given this platform? And I think that's also something we'll speak about later. Is the role of mainstream media in this? But um, you know, like. Oh, I just can't understand how she's given that sort of a platform. And as you said, it's a huge one. The view, unfortunately, informs a lot of middle American views on um, on issues such as this. So it's... It does, but it's very, very um, sort of disappoint- disappointing to see because uh, this is almost... It's almost spewing hatred against the Muslim population. And what's happening is is... People like Nancy Pelosi, people like people on both sides of the government are all sort of, all still, all sort of spewing this, um, this whole uh, anti-Semitic rhetoric when it comes to Ilan Omar, and I just feel like it's a really, really dodgy and slippery slope. Well, it's a hundred percent, dude. And for me, I think I brought this up in a previous podcast, but it's. Okay, there's the fact that this girl has got this platform for sure, but there's also the fact, and it's probably a bigger bigger point for me, is that she's using the cry of anti-Semitism to immunize Israel from any criticism whatsoever, like the state of Israel mm. from any criticism whatsoever. Mm. And that for me is the real problem in this in this conversation, I think. It is, and it is such a common theme at the moment, is it? Which... It's concerning when you hear all of this and it, it is concerning that you just keep on hearing this um, this common theme be pushed every time someone questions um, either APAC or um, other Israel in influence, um, you know, lobbyists or whatever else, there is this huge push to say that you're anti-Semitic, which... Yeah. Which it just defers away from the whole fucking point. But the, the, there's something deeper to this. It's not at all constructive. This. 100%. And I can, can I just say on that point, it's not brought up um, when Ilan Omar goes 
goes hammer and tong on Saudi Arabia or, or mm. you know, Muslim countries, that's not brought to the forefront. No one's offended by that. You know what I mean? It's very selective in, in selective outrage. It is, and you're 100% right. And Megan McCain's coming from a position that she has no fucking right to be talking about um, Ilan Omar and her... Um, basically the amount of work that Ilan Omar has probably done in the community to get to where she is and things like that. Megan McCain's come from a completely different position where she's basically been given her job and been given this role because of her father. And I hate to say that. The legacy and of her father. Yeah. Because of the legacy it comes down of her to this father. Legacy bullshit again. Like it's the university thing. It's the legacy, you know, Don't, and, it and really is. There's lots of people that do great things with that have got a good legacy and that they do great things because of their parents and all of that. And I'm all for that. But in this instance, this is a person who has a politician, of a father that's a politician who she's lived off and she's basically still living off that name. In some of her quotes on The View, she says, oh, I should have had a career in politics. No, you fucking shouldn't. But <laughs> the problem is, is she's the sort of person that would do well in politics these days. She says outlandish shit. She has crocodile You're tears right. and, yep. and um, acts as if she cares about issues that she really doesn't fucking take two minutes to look into. Yeah. I mean, you can tell just from, well, a lot of the stuff she said in that clip as well is blatantly untrue. Ilan Omar has not said 80, exactly. 90, 95% of what she just said, you know? So she has taken her platform on a morning show and let's not mess with this. Let's not mix words. Yep. She has taken that platform to spew hate and fucking vitriol against, um, against Ilan Omar. So her direct comments, right. And her direct point towards Ilan Omar would be inciting hate. Yes. A hundred percent, man. But frame people will you can frame, frame it however crocodile tears, you know? Exactly. Like frame it however you want. It's like when um they say, Oh, Trump cares about um Mexicans and things like that with all of the shit he does with the wall and but yet he says that they're all rapists or and they're all yeah, yeah. Don't don't bloody... don't try to twist the words. Her going on the view on a national platform is making Ilana Omar's life hell. And he's yeah. basically putting this person in a, sh a shit storm that she doesn't deserve to be when she's just trying to basically do the right thing for American people, American women, and maybe Muslim Americans. Yeah, that's literally what she's doing is trying to do well for America. And she's getting, she's getting pulled up like this by, by everyone, her own party included are out to get her. Yeah, so... They are. And Bernie Sanders has kind of wound back his initial comment on Ilan Omar, which is sort of good to see. So he seems to be understanding that this is such a touchy issue, this whole anti-Semitism. But he's, he's wound back a few of his original comments. So Yeah, okay. No, well, that's good because um, well, it's good. He's obviously well, listening there was only and learning. Two, two other people that supported her. I mean... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah, man. So mate, yeah. Have we got just, anything else on Megan McCain? I feel like we haven't uh, could, her. You know, it's sort of the thing you could enough. go on and on about it really, but, um, she doesn't even deserve it, does she? Let's hope. 
Let's hope she doesn't come across our news desk again. She verges on being a Zionist, though. Oh, yeah. My God. Fucking hell. She has no idea what she's saying. I hope there's genuine, um, you know, genuine Jewish people out there that are offended by this woman's behavior because it's disgusting. Hmm. It's absolutely disgusting. There's actually also a lot of stuff just talking about this that will, is actually relevant to our next sort of chapter in today's pod, which is the, I don't know, another word for it, but the absolutely tragic news coming out of Christchurch that, there's, that there was a mass shooting, 50 people now confirmed dead. Um, yeah, mate, we've got... Some of the details here coming out now. Well, he's an Australian. Um, he was obviously a, a far-right-leaning individual, a big fan of Trump, and I hear Ben Shapiro and the likes. So, mate, what was your reaction to hearing this news this week? Earlier this week, well, last y- last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. We sort of this is this is a bit of an emergency pod, I guess. We sort of we said we have to. We're always speaking about like global issues and and that of the world, and I thought it was, we have to jump on and talk about it. it. This is so tragic, and it's tragic that this guy was from a part of Australia, which is about an hour and a half from where we grew up, um, Grafton. Um, to think that someone like that could live and grow up in our country. Um, and go on to do something like this. It makes me sick. Um, It's, yeah. How it was done is the most, getting some people at their most weakest with their, you know, at mosques when they're praying and when they're seeking enlightenment and seeking um, positivity. That's all yeah. you do at church and in a mosque and in a thing like that. That's what you're doing to, to do what, what, what you, what that sort of act in that environment makes it even worse if that's possible, um, to live stream it, to then flash white power, white supremacist, um, signals with your hands in court. This guy is showing apparent, let me this. I almost think we shouldn't even say his name. Don't even. Um, yeah, but this guy is um, is showing no signs of mental health issues, according to all reports. He's just a fucking disgusting, sickening human being. Yeah. Well, well said, man. Um, yeah, it was sh- just absolutely fucking shocking. I'm I'm originally from Christchurch, so that's my hometown, and it's. It's had its fair share of tragedy over the last few years, Definitely. Um, earthquakes included. So for this to sort of happen, um, yeah, I feel like of all places, it's not called that it was Christchurch. But the other thing is, is the um, one of my first feelings was, shit, I thought we were kind of safe-ish down here. Do you know what I mean? It's a really good take, mate. Yeah. Um, I didn't, didn't think you were going to bring that up. And I completely agree. And one of the other things that it said to me is, shit, this puts a big target on our back. Massively, man. Massively. Yeah, it's sort of changed the whole game as soon as I, as soon as I found out about it. Um, 
now I get the feeling, yeah, it's, I don't know, I think we've got to look back on a few of the things and a few of the policies that have we've put in place as a country or, or our government has put in place and sort of start assessing if we may feel some of these repercussions a little more tangibly than f- we first thought we might, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And I also think the New Zealand Prime Minister is um, Jacinta Ardern, has, Jacinta Ardern, isn't it? Yeah. Ardern, yeah, has come out and done a great job. Unbelievable, uh, man. What, and, and that, that's, that's how that's, you lead a country. That's how you lead a country. Um, yep. And, you know, really, really, I feel like she's really been seen as relatable to the people and relatable to the Muslim New Zealanders. Massively. Um, Wearing a hijab alone during these during the morning is a exactly huge act of solidarity, like, you know? Exactly. Like, I mean, we'll get to Trump, but him tweeting and fucking sending his best wishes and then immediately making it about the border wall yeah i mean yeah i think new zealand as a as a country they seem to be showing that they're a shining light as far as how they're responding to it and i think yeah it's 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 a it's an incredibly tragic thing i feel just i just to be honest I'm trying to, I tried to really work out how I feel and what, what is going through my head. And I think of this guy and I think of the Cronulla riots and I think of, I think of a lot of those sort of, uh, incidences in Australia and it worries me. There is definitely an underground, um, an underground, wave of racism in australia whether it be banning mosques in in a large amount of areas and people being vocal about banning mosques in front of their children and and being you know racist towards people's religions there is a huge undercurrent especially where i'm i'm living um of racism and this this does worry me it does worry me in a country like this because you know, if God forbid they there is a retaliation, um, the Australian, the that side of the Australian people are a very dirty and horrible side of the Australian people. Do you know what I mean, mate? I do, I do. Yeah, um, yeah, and sure. I, I the only thing I take issue with that is I, 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 I disagree that it's an underground thing. I think this this racism is out in the open. It's been espoused by our leaders and politicians and has been for a long time now. That's sort of what I was getting at before. I think this is sort of some of the some of the um, policies and the and the things that were put in place in the past is finally coming home to roost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like so, us going into Afghanistan and killing, um, and joining that. Um, that no, war us no. Going to that, Iraq, or that, do you mean perhaps like policies perhaps as if, far as perhaps if the shooter had perhaps if the shooter had been a Muslim, that would make sense. But he was a white Australian. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, but what I'm saying is, is that sort of condoning um, this hatred. What I'm saying is, is that retaliation into what retaliation? The apparent retaliation for 9/11 was going to war in Iraq and Afghanistan, right? So yeah. it basically and for Bali, the Bali bombings. So that alleged retaliation was just they justified it. The government justified it through going to war. So that sent a message saying that's fine to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So more so, and and I sort of, yeah, whatever. I can't quite unpack that quickly, but um, <laughs> it's a tough one. I just feel like um, to, even Scott Morrison. There's um, I was reading an article that that gave the fact that in February 2011, Scott Morrison urged Shadow Cabinet to capitalise on anti-Muslim sentiment in Australia with anti-Muslim policies. Eight years later, Morrison is Prime Minister and a white Australian terrorist massacres 49, now 50, Muslims in Christchurch. Four months after Morrison condemned Muslim leaders for not doing enough to prevent terrorism. So do you not know what I mean? So like now our... Prime yeah, well, this this... This gets to what we want to talk about with people with a platform. Exactly. Massively. And so this is a rhetoric that has been part of particularly Scott Morrison's language since 2010, if not before. So how is it? The thing that gets me, man, like, is is how media in particular can sort of come out and say, okay, so say it's Fox, say it's whatever our equivalent of Fox is, whatever, Murdoch mu- mm. News or whatever, will come out after something like this happens and they're like, oh, our, our thoughts and sympathies and this is just a tragic act and we condemn this and blah, 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 blah because it's convenient to do so in that moment. But the 364 or however many other days in the year that there's not an actual incident they are pushing this rhetoric of of invasion and animals and them versus us. They are pushing that narrative so that so they are essentially creating this person who went and shot these 50 people in the open, not in the deep recesses of the internet where you think this stuff happens. And it certainly does happen to a more... Probably oh, to, a more to, a, to a more radical degree. But it is so out in the open, just more subtly that it makes me sick. You are right that it's in the open. Um, that's something that I sort of, I guess I didn't want to say. I just, it's hard to say that, but it is in the open and it's, it's... I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a great example just for instance, right? Yeah. Um, there was a New York time headline for the Charlie Hebdo massacre, which was in France, if you recall. <laughs> and the headline was terrorist strike Charlie Hebdo newspaper in Paris, leaving 12 dead. Same paper, New York Times. This is about the Christchurch shooter. In Christchurch, signs point to a gunman steeped in internet trolling. Now, I don't need to tell you that there's a big difference in the way that those two headlines have been framed. There's another example, the Daily Mirror. ISIS maniac kills 50 in gay club versus the headline for for the Christchurch incident was angelic boy who grew into an evil far-right mass killer. This is openly like happening. Do you know what I mean? 
it's openly happening and this this wave this racism of, this wave of racism and far right is only inflamed by trump morrison and those that aren't outright condemning it on a national scale when it comes up well what's that saying if you stand if you stand silent in the face of oppression you are the oppressor also or whatever it is by not doing anything you are complicit you're right man and it's uh, I, I'm sort of a loss for words as to where to go with um, all of this because so much of it, so much of it annoys me, makes me sad. And also I've got children. It, I'm fearful of these, these, um, I just, the whole setup is making me fucking unhappy. It's scary. Yeah. And, and one of the big things that came down and, and I don't know whether I'm just in the, in the position where I want to blame and I'm not blaming, um, certain things. You can't blame one thing on it. This guy was obviously just a fucking lunatic, but the fact that he was a Facebook, lunatic supported the fact that by the mainstream rhetoric, but yeah, by the mainstream rhetoric and this ability for anyone to have a platform, anyone to say whatever the fuck they want, like Megan McCain, anyone to go on message boards anyone to post pictures of their fucking booty and get a million likes anyone to fucking film themselves shooting a massacre on facebook and publicize and put it out to however many people so people can see this killing um and facebook to have absolutely no absolutely no um recourse against them for allowing that to be on their platform. Yeah, I have a different sort of take on it, but I can understand that it's it's obviously not an ideal situation, but you don't ban knives because someone stabs someone. You need knives. Yeah, but you but you 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 agree with gun laws, right? Yeah. So you agree with removing guns in a country. So that's different I need to your parameters. So Okay, so explain to me the difference between guns and knives and banning different types of guns and knives. Um, I don't understand the question. So you're saying that um, you're saying that you shouldn't. What did you say about knives? Sorry, it, it might have been a bad example, but okay. Like... I I'm I'm past it with social media and high, holding these businesses right, holding these don't fake. You... The, yeah. these businesses right so youtube facebook fucking instagram i'm sick of holding them up on a platform like like they owe us something and like we owe them something i'm sick of this this stupid like i feel like it is stupidity that we expect so much out of these to be the moral compass or the fucking oh they you know free speech through facebook is important or everyone should these are just public companies but uh, private companies fucking Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg bought an island in Hawaii, okay? These guys are just making shitloads of money off us fucking getting bullied, getting fucking posting, changing our whole society. I just think there's something to do with this whole social media thing that needs to change. Yeah, get off and Facebook. Get off Facebook. Get off everything. You know, yes, that, that works. It is a person's decision, but it's still, they should, as any business, they should take responsibility for what is happening on their business. And to a certain extent they have with, I mean, you've got to almost blame the human in this 
instant because if it was just blocking that video it would have been fine but it's the the edits and the way people try to actively get around that preventative algorithm that maintained it for so long yesterday but what if you're a kid that just stumbled across his massacre it's horrible it's absolutely terrible it's and what if you're a kid who just puts a picture of themselves kicking a soccer ball and i know it's a bigger fucking bigger conversation but and then a million people spew hate at you I, I would say, like, where are the parents? Like, you know? But that's adults as well. Like, look at Ilan Omar's comments um, about New Zealand. She posted the comment by Waleed, uh, Waleed Ali or whatever, the Aussie yeah. um, commentator. Every one of her comments were like, fuck the Muslims. They deserve everything they get. Blah, blah, blah. You go through every single comment. But that's the How nature is- of, of this form of media, isn't it? I mean, if, yeah, you, if you're nature- going to put yourself out there and it expect not to get major blowback i don't know you might be in the wrong game i'd say you could be but if you are um the platform that is facilitating that there has to be some sort of um i i personally don't hold any of the internet up highly i i think in my opinion i don't think that any of it is um take it away from me tomorrow and i'll just text i don't give a shit yeah I think I don't hold it as this thing that is a fucking great um, uh, way of us communicating, a great change for our life. I think it's made our lives worse. I just agree, saying, I yeah. think just just letting it down to the people, right? And just letting the people make the decision as far as getting it off it at this point. I think we're past that. Like, I just don't think people are just going to make the decision. I think people, kids are going to grow up and always want to get on Facebook because every single child is on Facebook. I think, and on that place, it has pictures of people getting fucking murdered. And it also is allowing people getting bullied every single day of their lives. And for me, I just have a huge issue with how, with how this played out online. It just makes me sad. What would be your solution? Fucking end it. Have no images being allowed, uploaded privately, images uploaded on these platforms images or um images or videos so if wh- they are to be images or videos they have to be fucking reviewed and i don't care about them getting reviewed you choose to go through that process otherwise make your own individual website and then post it on your own website and build it out don't make it so easy for people to inspire hate on these social media platforms hmm yeah I don't know how I feel about all that. I don't know. I'd have to have a bit of a think, but um, yeah, I, I can definitely see your point that it's it makes it a lot easier to get this stuff out there. But I, I'm more, I'm more, I like to look at the cause rather than perhaps the symptoms. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, this might be a mechanism that is fueling this, but it's. You know, it's something that's being pushed by our leaders at this point. Exactly. And we've always, you're right. And we've always had hate. Um, yeah. I just, I, ge- I guess it can get incited a lot easier um, with what we've got. Like Ben Shapiro posting that there's 630, extre- 630 million extremist Muslims in the world. Um, like, 
I just feel like yeah, I'm all you're, about you're, personal accountability. Actually, like if you're gonna believe that, um, there's really, really nothing you can do about that. And no, it's, it's always been that way. That you know, books getting banned and books, you know, books, you know, it's happened for centuries. So for as far as a belief goes, yeah, definitely. And you, and you choose yourself to whether you buy into any of the government's bullshit or anyone online's bullshit. But, uh, but, but I guess my, and without circling back too many times, my issue with Facebook and Instagram and all of this sort of shit is uh, they're allowing shit to be posted. And yes, this was one of the, this is, should be a stark reminder as to we need to do something about how shit is posted online. Because I think that's the was, point there. That's this was a massacre. That. This is a massacre. Ben Shapiro, yes, talking shit about six hundred and thirty um, radical uh, million radical uh, extremist Muslims is bad. Uh, Alex Jones, like there is shit that needs to stop from this bullying and this fucking um, this this hate that's posted online through like live streaming a fucking massacre. Yeah. Yeah, that's a doozy, that one. Then it obviously something needs to happen about that. But um, yeah, I'd be fearful of of banning all all visual stuff from it. I think that's a a step too far, perhaps. Where the hell else am I going to get my puppy pictures from, mate? Don't be a bastard. I know. Uh, honestly, my twerking videos are <laughs> exactly. just pretty much. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be looking at that, but I do <laughs> feel. I don't know. I, I do feel. I guess I just have to. I don't know. There'll have to be just a specific twerking uh, website. Website, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I do, I do want change online. I know this is. Can this I is just on about. that point? Then do you do you ban Fox News, for instance? I know you're coming to that. That's coming full circle. Well, you know, if you're gonna, it's, if it's you, everywhere. yeah, 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 you're right, mate, and you're hundred percent right. But definitely, parts of Fox News is wrong. And one wrong they blatantly right. lie. Like, they constantly blatantly lie and intimidate and, and promote fear. All these things that you're saying should be and taken they off show Facebook. Horrific, and they show horrific footage time and time again that they don't need to keep replaying. Yeah, I just, I just yeah. feel, I just feel social media is a more individualistic thing that sometimes you can't get away from as a human, like as an individual. Dude, it's Fox TV. Media. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm with you, man. But I think it's different, you know, in a way. And but I think there should be the same sort of talk, like uh, what I'm saying with these issues. I think it should be the same with TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't, th- I don't see what we're gaining from all this shit anymore, man. Like, what are we gaining without? We're, we're going off topic, but what are we gaining from this social media fucking shit? Like, what are we gaining? Well, each each individual gets something different out of it. Your experience is different, obviously, to a happy fifteen-year-old girl who loves it or whatever. Well, I don't know. I'm, there's bullying as well. It's not my point. It's like it's the um, experience is different to everyone. Like you're right. You're right. People are dying though. Like not because of Facebook so, though. Uh, what about a kid that gets bullied to the point that they can't handle it anymore? True. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Like they go home at night and their Facebook's full of pictures of them fat. Or, and what about the kid who gets and, bullied at school? Yeah. What happens I guess then? I'm you just hoping, school? Yeah, I'm just hoping that you, you can separate real life from online life. And if online life, I thought, 
could be maybe controlled in some sort of way, but clearly it can't. Okay, and there is a better way. I'm with that. It's just I don't think the I'm always skeptical of more. What is it like? More rules and I shit. Know I don't know if that. It's very rarely leads to good things. I don't think, but more um more. Oh, you always talk about it more. Um, <laughs> no, I know you are more. Uh, oh, what's the word? What they're doing with you? Censorship. It's yeah, yeah, censorship that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and more and, and more government interference and stuff like that. Yeah. And my opinion is, is like the government's got the internet anyway, so I don't really count it as being censored because it's censored in a shit way anyway. But yeah, so this 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 whole thing's just tragic and. I guess you touched on it a little bit earlier as far as how this guy's been influenced. The fact that he's Australian, like what does that mean to you and how does that, how does the fact that he grew up in Queen, like so close to sort of what we grew up with, what is it, what is it, I'd, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't even, I haven't even thought of it like that. Like, yeah, like he's an Australian versus, versus New Zealand sort of thing. Hasn't even occurred to me, yeah. I mean, no, even if it was a key, like a Kiwi, right? Um, yeah. Whatever. But, but just the fact that it's so close to home. Oh, that. Like, yeah, yeah. You, that it's in our own backyard. Do you see... Yeah. Do you see any sort of ties between what happened in Melbourne recently um, with the white supremacist um, marches and shit like that that were going on? And we were going to chat about that on the pod a while ago. And then this guy. And it, it like, do you see this as like, what do you think should be Definitely. done? Like. Like they they should be viewed as terrorists, but they're not. Well, this is the other thing. Like, this is part of, this is why it's so overt and in mainstream media that all this stuff is happening. That all these, these extremists are, you know, feeling supported. Um, not once has a white shooter been referred to as a terrorist. Um, it's only ever Muslims that are referred to as terrorists. I've got some other stats, actually. Three out of four of terrorist acts done in America are done by white nationalists. Four and a half times more coverage for a Muslim terrorist than a non-Muslim terrorist. It's just, Shit. The stats are crazy, and it's you can't argue with it. It's clear that they're trying to drive a narrative that um, of fear against Muslims and you know and cl- and clearly both our prime minister and donald trump didn't come out and say we need to be mindful of these far right terrorists these far right people attacking our community they yeah. didn't put a clear like a clear hey this is uh what we need to um you know really put our foot down and and change yeah i mean that's what i mean this is if you look at the facts they should be spending all this money they're trying to throw at the wall in their own backyard, you know, against white nationalist terrorism. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we'd be remiss at this stage not to mention Egg Boy. (laughs) Egg Boy... Yeah. Shout out to Egg Boy if Shout- you want to get on the pod. We'll even donate oh. a mate. We'll give you five hundred bucks. We'll Come give on you five hundred eggs. Come on the pod. Five hundred eggs, and you know what? Let's 
Egging is a real, is egging like a real Australian thing? I've actually got a good egging story, um, which I can tell you after. All right, all right. We'll we'll start a new segment. Who have you egged later after this? Who have you egged and have you been egged? Yeah. But um, just to set it up for those that don't know, there's a, um, is it, uh, he's a senator. Is it Fraser Anning? I know his last name's Anning. Fraser Anning. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically, uh, well, he's an, a, right, a heavily right-leaning Australian politician who was attending a, from what I can tell, a neo-Nazi rally on the weekend that was also um, attended by new Australian national hero, Egg Boy. Um, so, teen who yeah. egged Fraser Anning is released without charge, hailed as an Aussie hero. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So, basically why Anning was giving some basic speech about racism and why it's great um this kid who i think 16 has Hmm. has come up with his phone and basically smacked an egg on the back of his head which come on it's just beautiful it's a better way to express your you know well do you remember when the reporter threw the shoe at bush it's sort of like that eh? it's It's sort of like that but the way the sneaky little kid did it i got the footage here and it should be our um it should be like our screen sh- our ins- or whatever our post for this thing yeah it's yeah. just brilliant because he's faking taking a photo with him to egg him in the back of the head yeah and the other thing that i love about it is the guy the kid is 17 yeah yeah what Young a fella. fucking legend balls of steel and then um for those that haven't seen the clip we'd encourage you to go see it but um after egging uh anning in the head Anning fucking open, open, open fucking slaps him in the face a couple of times and then he's brought down by five just rednecks, basically. Um, It took five rednecks to take down an egg-wielding kid. Yeah. And there's a lawyer online that said, um, I've seen, just seen the footage of Fraser Anning egging. Anning reacts by assaulting the young man. The police are now obligated to charge Anning. I've been a lawyer for over two decades and in my opinion, there is no argument that Anning was acting in self-defense. Right. Was not acting in self-defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I was like, oh, does that... I mean, has he been assaulted essentially by getting egged? I'm not sure, but... Does an egg count? Does an egg assaulted? count? Yeah, I'm not sure. But I just... I mean, so, that is just such an Australian great thing to have happened. It's brilliant. And, you know, someone who should be getting called out during this whole time is fucking Pauline Hanson. Yeah. I don't want to say the blood's on your hands. Well, um, but crickets, isn't it, from her? Absolute crickets right now. And he's a member of the One Nation Party. He only got was. in because... Was. Yeah. yeah. So who's he with? So he's an independent he? now, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's a fucking sick fuck. He's a... Yeah. Well, they kicked him out because he was too extreme, I'm pretty sure, from the One Nation yeah, which party. which is disgusting. Yeah. So, so, I mean... Good luck, mate. Good luck coming up to the Gold Coast. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, the Gold Coast is the head of New Zealand here. And the bros will kill you Me? up here. I'm telling you right now. Me? I'm telling you right now. No, not I'm you. Wonder- I'm talking about... I'm talking about Fraser Annie. Oh, with you. I was I'm talking about say, these guys. Like, I'm 116th, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. These, I'll tell you, Fraser Anning, if he comes near anywhere, oh, man. Uh, near where I regular, 
mate, you're gonna better better be running and hiding because they will fucking they'll do a number on you. Well, I do wonder how he gets around without being dust, oh, dusted he up a fair he, bit, eh? Mate, he mustn't he mustn't come to certain parts because yeah. I don't know these guys are just yeah they just seem to scoot through life. Um, they do. Would you like to hear my egging story? I do actually. Um, yes, let's let's get into it. Who are have we, you egged? I, mean, who, I don't want to. Who run. have you egged? Who have you egged? Ah! Take it oh, away. it's egg. Um. Yeah, obviously from that such such a serious topic to egging, but uh, you, you gotta. It's been a heavy we've, pod. We've, we had to round it out with something he- something light. Um, I once egged a establishment when I was about fourteen years old. A lawn bowls green. <laughs> what? Now there was just this place near my house. Yeah. With, yeah, there was this there was this hill near my house, and you could basically toss eggs. Um, perfectly down there onto the lawn bowl green. The problem is, is I went through about 24 eggs and I got busted and I got caught and they made me clean the fucking bowling greens of the eggs afterwards. Oh, great. That's a, yeah, that's a fail, mate. That's a failed mission of egging. I mean, this guy's, this kid, he's egging, egging a senator. <laughs> I was egging bowling greens. He's raised, he's raised the stakes a little bit. Yeah, so... Well, while we're on... What about you, mate? I've got a good... um, I'm an... I've got a good eggy story. Like, I was the eggy. Yeah. Um, That's not a great story, but... uh, You remember Magic Millions? Magic Millions, for everyone at home, is a racing... Horse racing event that happens on the Gold Coast. You generally get dressed up pretty good for this. For this, (laughs) which I did. Suited up, probably for... Only the second time in my life at that stage. Thinking I was looking pretty cool. Had my girl on my arm. Walking over Chevron Beach. Was the, hang on. Yeah. One second. We're going to interrupt. Was the collar popped at this stage? Like, were you... Collar was, it that was not era? pop. No. It was, it was actually... Here's and the were thing. sneakers worn? Was it like pop collar sneakers worn era? Or we're talking like proper suited and booted, like looking tidy? To be honest, I'm not sure where the pop collar thing came on for that, that event you're referring to, but it... I'm actually not sure if it came before or after, but um, the collar was certainly not popped in this instant. It was tucked away very, very smartly. And Love it. as I was um, jaunting across the Chevron Bridge with my missus, I was egged by a group of guys, oh. probably like three eggs got me. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, it was a bit embarrassing. In the head or on the suit? One on the back of the neck and then like two on just my back. Because I come from behind. Three of them, they must have been out the window. I don't know how they did it. Or maybe one of them was packing packing a double barrel in one hand. I'm not sure. But yeah, they got me real good and it basically ruined my night. It wasn't you, was it? Jeez. Sounds like something I would do. (laughs) But um, Yeah. yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Well, that's a good egging story and it's hopefully a lighthearted way to wrap up the pod. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. For everyone, anyone that's listening that wants to tell us where to go, send an email to mark at brss.mnky.com. If you've got some lovely feedback, some comments, 
Send that to S-O-R-E-N at brssm.mnky.com. Love to hear from you. That's right. And yeah, obviously this was a really heavy pod and anyone that, um, yeah, it's it's something that I think, you know, everyone just needs a bit of love at the times like these. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can put it, hopefully it can be a lesson for, you know, everyone in Australia and New Zealand and the rest of the world and move on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our hearts go out to the, the victims and the family of the Christchurch 100%. shootings. And let's just yes. pray that this madness stops. Definitely. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, baby. All right, catch you next time. Have a great week. Thank you.